Welcome to Cure Chronic, a place where we have deep conversations and hear amazing stories about chronic disease and more. Here's your host, Becky Gale. All right, and welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am super excited to welcome back a lovely guest that was on the show back in October. This is Shamitris, and she has some pretty life-changing and amazing news for us. Shamitris, how's it going? Welcome back. Tell us what's going on. Thank you for having me back. Um, it's funny, when I, I was having this conversation with my mom, and we were just talking about updates, health, mental, emotional, all of that. And I kind of had this revelation and you were the first person that I thought of. I was like, wait, <laughs> I need another appointment. I, I have some updates from the last call. And it's funny. I thought the last call that we spoke on was about like, I, I don't know why I thought it was in like maybe March, April. Like I, mm-hmm. I thought so much time has gone by, but it's only been <laughs> so but I mean, I guess, um, some big changes in a little time. You mentioned to me off the off the air here that you were pretty much in remission and for not because of medication. Tell tell us what's going on. Tell us the story. Oh man. So when COVID hit a year ago, um I had just got out of a long-term relationship. That relationship is very near and dear to me. I learned a lot. Still think about the relationship you know, my ex all the time. But when the relationship ended in January, we were still living together and being codependent with each other up until maybe May when he got his own place. So since May, you know, I went through like the whole breakup, depression, am I making the right choice? You know, I, I did all that for a while, but then I slowly started kind of getting back to myself, showing myself love that I kind of forgot to do throughout the relationship. I was kind of giving all my love and attention and every emotion I had inside me was going to someone else, not really to me. So I was kind of giving myself all that love back. I noticed that I started getting an appetite back, started gaining some healthy weight. The last time we spoke, I was very small, about 128 pounds. And at that time, my weight was also fluctuating a lot. So I was always in sweats or leggings. I didn't know what to wear. My Some clothes fit some days and then they didn't. Like the, It was just, there was a lot going on. But I can say now that I have been a healthy, solid 148. I'm actually trying to like maintain this. I don't want to get any bigger, but... I've gained some weight and I've been waking up every single day happy I don't know why I'm not questioning it I'm just praying that this continues to happen I know not everyone gets to wake up feeling happy or stress-free or just you know so many people have burdens right now and I could just say at this moment in time I just I don't I feel like since everything has ended all of my burdens have just fell off slowly, but surely. And I just, I feel like such a stronger person. You know, I have meiosis Mm -hmm. and I was feeling those symptom flare-ups every single day. It was so bad to the point where, you know, I I was stressing myself out about getting pregnant. I thought that I couldn't get pregnant. It's me, I'm the problem. You know, I couldn't maintain a healthy weight. Mm -hmm. I normally was like a 
a good solid between 150 55 then you, you know you drop to 120 and then you stay there and you're like what's going on and I could not gain weight for anything so that had me feeling insecure there were just so many things going on in my relationship with me personally that I wasn't paying mm -hmm. attention to wasn't taken care of and I wasn't really considering every single thing in my environment that could be contributing to all of those things it wasn't until everything ended that I kind of was able to just sit meditate and look back and be like wow all of the emotional distress that I felt contributed to the adenomyosis flare-ups mm -hmm. not once did I really sit and think like it's the stress that I'm feeling in my relationship that is mm -hmm. to how poor my health is. I was thinking everything else, the job is stressful. You know, we're trying to have a baby or anything. I was just putting, I was blaming everything else but what was right in front of me the whole time. Mm -hmm. I think it's important for people, especially women, to remember to never forget yourself when you're in a relationship, especially when you're dealing with a chronic illness that could literally have you in bed every single day, bring you to the mm -hmm. floor because it's just that painful and something that can affect your fertility, you know? Mm -hmm. It's just important to remember to really give yourself that self-love and self-care and not just kind of throw it all into another person or even a situation. Don't throw it all into work or mm -hmm. into a, a, a partnership, friendship, whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. You can't forget about yourself. Well, absolutely. And I think one of the things that's really interesting about that whole point is I think the majority of people that have been on my podcast have been that like type A personality that does everything for everybody else, but then they forget about themselves and how important it is to recognize our stress, whatever our stress is coming from and understanding and having that mind body connection to listen to the stress and where the stress is coming from and and listening to our bodies when the stress is the strongest, because you're right, you don't, it's almost like you don't want to believe it, even if your body is telling you and, you know, your adenomyosis was flaring like crazy in your relationship. And maybe there was a couple of factors here and there that was adding to it. But the majority factor was it was the person that you were with and it was screaming at you stop 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 and then all of a sudden you did it and then it's like hey thanks bye what's up girl <laughs> love ya I'll see you once a month <laughs> that's really what she did she said oh god, thank god all right since you got your shit girl please <laughs> it is it is insane to think that you know yeah. like, like sometimes you just don't want to admit it and it's funny because every single morning when I woke up it got to a point where I would wake up and just go into autopilot and it oh. was like it was like keep your composure keep a happy home keep a happy face make sure the partner's happy go to work get shit done, you know, be the superwoman that you are, walking up and down the hallways, doing this and that, like, 
I really just was in autopilot for a very, very long time. Wow. A lot of us do that, you know, when we don't know how to cope anymore or when we, you know, you don't want to walk away from something or someone yep. you know that you might need to, like, you know how it goes. Well, you're so right. I mean, I can admit that I was there once in my life. And quite honestly, it was because I thought I was like, I'm, I'm too old to break up with this guy because then it's going to take a year or two to find another guy. And I'm so worried about having kids and blah, blah, blah. And it's funny. Had I stayed in that relationship, number one, I'm just like you, I would have gotten way more sick than I was. And I was sick in the relationship. And magically, it just got better when I got out of it too. <laughs> but the thing is, is our think like our thought patterns are crazy sometimes. Like I was thinking that at the time that I broke up with him, I was 27. And I thought that it's going to take a year or two to find a guy. And then a year or two after that to be in the relationship and then to have a kid. So I'll be like 31, 32 by the time I decide to have children, a lot can happen in four or five years. First things first, ladies. Um, Number one, I found a great guy. Number two, I found out that I don't really want to have kids in the end, you know? So that's a really good learning curve. But, you know, for, for me to think that, it's such a self-limiting belief that that would put so much stress on my body on top of in the situation as well. And I think, honestly, probably every single woman on this podcast or that's listening to this podcast has probably been in the same same shoes as you and I not putting ourselves first, making excuses for staying in bad relationships, even though we're better than that. We deserve to be happy. We deserve to have someone that loves us, that cares for us, that makes us breakfast in bed, that doesn't come home angry every day. Like we're not bad people. First of all, <laughs> we're actually really good and we're funny. Stop. <laughs> it's so funny. You say, you know, having second thoughts about leaving a relationship because of age you know I got into that relationship when I was 25 uh we broke up when we were 30 and that was a factor that kind of played into everything as well I'm like I'm like well why would I leave this man like he loves me and we're growing mm. together and he accepts me. He doesn't judge me. And like, I was just kind of thinking of all of those positive things that he did do. He's a really great guy. I, I, I'm not even going to sit here and say, you're the reason why I was so sick. It wasn't even because of him. It was because of me. I mm -hmm. had the power to be a certain way in that relationship or I could have ended it sooner, but I decided to just, you know, mm -hmm. continue and to neglect myself in that situation but it's mm -hmm. funny now that it's over I don't have that fear of like okay now I'm 31 and I'm alone and I have no boyfriend and no kid and I'm kind of like right what? I'm like <laughs> I'm texting my best friend like girl listen let's take a trip at the end of the year corona should be you know mild by then maybe we could you know I'm like I'm I I feel so comfortable and I think mm -hmm. that's I also got my self-esteem back. I lost myself. My self-esteem yeah. was so low. And, and not in a way where I was, I thought maybe I was ugly or I wasn't worthy or anything like that. You just, I just felt so small because I felt like I had no control. I felt mm -hmm. like I had no control 
over my health. I felt like I had no control. Yeah. Making someone else happy and all of these things just kind of build up in your head and it just kind of yeah. down. But I can say now that it's over. I don't have those fears of being my age and not being where, you know, I wanted to be. I always wanted to have a kid when I was 30. I wanted to be a mom when I was 30. I thought it was a great age. I always took, I always thought to myself, my 20s are for me to grow, figure out who I am, what I want to do. And I thought my 30s could be the year, you know, husband, kid. And, <laughs> you know, we all have some type of thought in yeah. our when we're younger some girls want to get married and have elaborate weddings and all of these things and me I was just like I want to have a cool ass husband with some kids you know mm-hmm. like invest in some property and we'll own a couple businesses and you know things like that and I'm not there I'm not there at all I have no prospects but I'm so okay with that I'm yeah. happy with myself <laughs> I just went to Trader Joe's the other night and I picked up some flowers for myself. I bought myself some tulips and that's not something that I've done in a very long time. Now Mm -hmm. I'm just like, if I see something, I'm like, I want it. I'm going to get it. I deserve it. I'm Mm -hmm. kind of making up for all the lost time. I'm reclaiming (laughs) it. I am my time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So right now I'm just all about self-love, self-care, Today mm-hmm. it's here in New York City. It was so beautiful. The snow just, it looked like we were in a snow globe. And you know, during my lunch break, I did some meditation. I'm just very much at peace. And it's probably because the adenomyosis symptoms are, you know, the calm down now. <laughs> that helps. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's. Mm-hmm. It's truly amazing all of the factors that can go into the flare-ups of yeah. a illness, and you just don't know. Well, you don't, and and I think one of the things too is that stress turns into a lot of repressed emotions, and so you just ignore it, ignore it, ignore it, and it just bottles up inside, and then it either blows up in some type of emotion, which there's a lot of people out there, which anger is their outlet, but people like us with chronic illness, that repressed emotion comes out in pain and suffering. It comes out in a flare up. And, you know, that's why for me, I'm a huge believer. Like I 100%, my Crohn's disease flares when I'm stressed, 100%. I'm dealing with trying to buy a house right now. And I literally feel like I'm like, someone bring me some prednisone on a platter, please. (laughs) but I know I'm not going to go on that medication because I know I, as soon as this house either flops or goes forward, then it'll go away. It's just this initial stress right now. And I'm, I'm trying to meditate. I do the Wim Hof where you have those cold showers. And I think that I'm managing it better than maybe I would if I didn't know how to do all this stuff, because I'm not, I'm not on medication and I'm not planning on going on medication unless it gets so severe. But then if it gets so severe, I'm going to be like, Hey, guess what? We're not buying the house. Right. It just, you know, like I, I can't handle it. I can't handle the stress. So, but how many of us with a chronic illness 
are in situations that are stressing us out to the nines, whether we have a job that we don't like, we have a relationship that's not serving us, we um, are holding on to way too much weight and we're not dedicating enough time to be healthier, to lose weight. And, you know, it's our own decisions, whatever it is, you know, it's like I tread lightly with that one because there are, of course, people who suffer with a lot of weight challenges because of medications, but it's almost like, what are you tolerating? And what are we going to do about it? 2021 is definitely not the year to suppress and tolerate what isn't serving you. Mm-mm. It's you. I really do just sit sometimes and think like, wow, I was experiencing years of daily pain, irregular mm-hmm cycles, you know, going to the doctor all the time, complaining, trying to figure all these different things out, trying different medications and, but all to think, you know, it Mm -hmm. was of these suppressed emotions that I had because of a relationship Mm -hmm. and no one should live like that. And I feel like we really have to remember to put themselves first, always put yourself first, always, always, mm-hmm. and give all of yourself. And as we, as women, you know, that feminine energy, we're just, mm-hmm. we're natural caretakers, we're nurturers, and that's just what we do. Yeah. That's why we are able to be moms, you know? Yeah. Cut that shit out. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> just stop 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 if this mm-hmm. if you're in a situation that is not an equal give and take situation it is mm-hmm. not a situation and I say that in every single way emotionally physically mentally like we both need to be contributing the same amount of energy because as yeah. women we just we just go out of our way and we'll just kind of give everything and then there's nothing yeah. left for us and then we're just looking like a skeleton walking around New York. Mm-hmm. I felt that way about myself. I felt like I was just, was so skinny. I didn't even recognize myself. That's how crazy it was. Oh. And that was for like years too. It was for years. It was, yeah. I, I, I went from like a 155 and I dropped all the way to 125. But then just about a month or two, it wasn't healthy the wow. way I was it wasn't even intentional yeah that's what I'm saying when you're not even paying attention to yourself Mm -hmm. in a situation and you're not eating right or you're just so stressed that you don't have an appetite because that is also a problem if you have no Mm -hmm. appetite you don't want anything and that was my problem for a long time but it's just crazy how it's all tied to like one simple thing that I neglected to realize But you know what? I mean, there are so many people out there that are dealing with the same thing as you. And I think the one thing that helped me, because when my Crohn's was the absolute, absolute worst, it was because I was suppressing emotions because my mom and my brother had passed away. And I never dealt with the grief. I never dealt with the emotions. I just thought, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm a teenager. I can handle it. Whatever. Who cares? Right. And when you suppress that emotion long enough, I mean, I was in and out of the hospital for uh, 10 years, something like that until finally, till finally I, I, you know, I got, 
help for it. I, I talked to a counselor. I got, I, I ended up going down and doing ayahuasca. And then it, I realized that I'm just super sad and you're okay. It's okay to be sad, you know? And I think one of the things that helps me now when, and this is kind of for my, for our listeners here, but you know, when you're feeling stressed or when you're flaring or whatever it is, your, your symptoms are really, really, really bad one day, sit down and say, where is this emotion coming from? Where is this stress coming from? What, what is happening or what is, what is going on in my life right now that's causing this to hurt? And for me, I mean, a lot of the times it's, you just like you say, it's like neglect. It's like my body's like, Hey, go for a run, please. I need some, uh, one of those called endorphins. <laughs> I don't run anymore, but we'll, we'll call it that. <laughs> it's funny. It's, this is really random, but I was chatting with my mother recently and I was telling her about an article about plants and how they're alive and mm-hmm. when they're cut or when they're pulled from, you know, the ground, the soil that they cry or they have some kind of like signal to let other flowers or other plants know that they're in distress and I was like I was thinking um oh goodness because what you said was it just made so much sense and I just lost my train of thought (laughs) but it's just insane how I think I was trying to say like the flowers like they're crying on the inside you can't even see how beautiful they are they're they're just sitting there looking I'm looking at some tulips right now and Mm -hmm. Like you would never know that this tulip is like upset because we don't cut it. From the- yeah, yeah you know, like you would yeah. never know. It's like, they also sent out this this signal. It's, I guess it's very like scientific. If you get to have some kind of instrument to hear the plants cry. Aww. It's very interesting. Oh, I'm so mad I lost my train of thought. I had, a, <laughs> I had a point. Oh gosh, darn it. Maybe, maybe we'll get back to it. Um, but that's, that's super, super interesting. And I think that, you know, that's like the epitome of a woman. I'm just going to stereotype all of us right now. We are flowers getting cut from the ground and we have to like, we bottle up all of our emotions. It's like, I'm fine, but I'm crying on the inside. That makes you sick friends. That makes you sick. (laughs) It absolutely does. And, you know, I thinking about how sick I was throughout my relationship Mm-hmm. makes me so sad I've never been that sick in my life I never felt that way in my life but mm-hmm. all of that had to happen I, I feel yeah. like I never would have gotten that MRI to even get the diagnosis if I hadn't gone through everything that I was going through you know so it's like everything is a gift and a curse you know lessons learned and that's why I say I said in the beginning that, you know, this relationship is just very dear to me because I never would have known that I was actually sick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But now that I've kind of, you know, gone through all of that, the how bad the symptoms can get, how great it could be if I act right, you know, if I listen to my body and mm-hmm. it's been a, 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 an amazing journey and I've learned a lot of lessons mm-hmm. all the time. And it's now where I'm at now with the denomiosis, you know, I don't really feel too many symptoms, which is great. Just once in a while, it doesn't last too long. I did see a doctor recently. I am in the beginning stages of egg freezing. You know, I mentioned 
I always thought at this time in my life, I would be in a relationship, have kids, you know, kind of be there. And I'm not, and it's fine. So as a precaution, because I do have a disease that affects mm -hmm. fertility, and because I am getting older, you know, the older you get, the less eggs you keep and all of that stuff. I want to kind of just take precaution, make sure I'm okay when it is time for me, you know, to have kids, whether mm -hmm. it's with on my own, who knows, but I want to make sure that I do that option. It's security for myself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you, you yeah. have that available to you. So why wouldn't you, especially, especially knowing your disease, right? Like, so yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Everything seems to be feeling good. I feel much yeah. more, everything feels good right now, physically, mentally, emotionally, even just the last time we spoke, I feel so much better. Mm-hmm. That's, you know what, honestly, that's amazing. And I'm so, you know, it, it's so strange how the world works. I have to, I say this so often, but like, there's always a silver lining to everything. And it's almost like we have to experience the worst in order to experience the most amazing things in life. And, you know, not to say that your relationship was the worst, but there are obviously times in the relationship that were hard enough that it put you in so much pain to experience that pain. And now here you are experiencing almost euphoria because of how amazing your body is and how amazing your life is and like so much love and gratitude for who you are to this day kind of thing so that's you know our diseases are such a strange thing because they suck so much when you're in pain and they suck so much from the medications and stuff but there's always a reason why it's happening and that's the crazy thing and you know everyone knows that everyone knows yeah that everything is happening for a reason, especially with mm -hmm. the body being connected. You might not be able to explain, but there's always a reason. And we mm -hmm. just forget that. We 100%. Just, we, can't, we can't forget that. Can't forget about yourself. Well, Shamitris, I just want to thank you so much again for coming on the show and telling us your story and, you know, just giving us an update of how you're doing. But before we go, did you have any more advice or anything that you want to say to our listeners for their struggles? For any woman dealing with um, a chronic illness that could protect, <laughs> that could affect their fertility, please, please, I would say for those women, especially just just pay attention to your body, pay attention to your surroundings. You know, when you're having flare ups, like you said, kind of stop and think what, what could be happening right now that's making you feel this way. If you're in a work situation, if you're in a relationship, even if it's like a codependent situation with a family member, whatever it is, like just really pay attention and really take the time to nurture yourself because if you're trying to conceive and have kids, if you're super stressed out with someone who you're sitting next to and you don't even realize it, you're just, you know, just my women who are in the same boat as me, just take it easy. <laughs> That's <laughs> pay attention, take it easy, be kind to yourself. Gotta be kind to yourself. Absolutely. Awesome. And how can our listeners get in touch with you before we go? I have my adenoiosis blog, which is www.mypeachbuzz.com. You can also find me on Instagram at Shamitris, S-H-A-M-I-T-R-I-S. Awesome. 
Well, thank you so much again, Shamitris, for coming back on the show. It was so nice catching up and, you know, stay in touch. Hopefully we'll talk to you in another three or four months and you can just let us know how much more awesome your life is then. <laughs> definitely hear from me. I swear every time I have a like adenomyosis update, you're the first person I think about. So <laughs> yes. <laughs> if happens, I will hit you up and give you another. Awesome. Well, I look forward to it. So. Perfect. All right, ladies and gentlemen, our lovely listeners, that's all for this episode. And Shamitris and I will catch you on the flip side. Bye.